Welcome to Lessons for Life, where we seek to learn, love, and live the Word of God. Now, here is James Long Jr. Well, welcome back. This is James Long, and today we're going to be talking about the progression of temptation. We've been talking about this evacuation plan that you need to come up with, but temptations are going to come at you in life, and we need to learn to deal with them well. In the book of James, in chapter 1, James is writing to a number of people who are suffering incredible trials, and they are actually leaving their homes to try to avoid the temptations that are happening. And what James is saying is that in the midst of the greatest pains and the greatest trials, that you could still have an opportunity to rise above it. He says, count it all joy, which is amazing. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you encounter or when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. And let perseverance or steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. For the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord, He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. What James is saying is this, that we are called to deal with trials in a biblical way. We are called to deal with testings in a biblical way. And he says that there's a fundamental approach, joy. That in the midst of the trial, you need to consider it joy. The fundamental approach accepts that this trial is expected It's not a surprise. You should not be surprised at the fiery trials as though something strange is happening to you, Peter said. James is saying something similar. Joy joy will only come as the result of a deliberate choice of your mind. So your fundamental approach has to be joy. Your fundamental assurance is to know. He says, count it all joy. And he talks in there constantly about your knowledge. Know that God is in control. Know that God is sovereign over every trial. Know that God is using this trial for your faith, and he wants to develop you and cause you to endure and grow steadfast. And that endurance is about direction of your life and the determination of your life. He he says, let... um, Let this trial happen in your life. You need to be willing to surrender and submit to God's plan and recognize that this is part of his maturing process in you. It's not about perfection. It's about the direction of your life, and it's going to come incrementally. It doesn't come instantaneously, and we must submit to this process, and that will result in spiritual maturity. And when that happens, you know, when we, when we have that fundamental approach of joy and that fundamental assurance or foundational assurance of knowledge and that filtering and purifying process of letting God work in my life and submitting to his will, then what happens? When the trials come, verse 6 through 8 says, ask in faith. We need to obtain the wisdom from God to endure this trial with joy. We have to admit that we are in need in need of him. 
And in verses 9 through 12, it says that this endurance is not simply just obedience and duty, but it's delight and desire. It's delighting in God. It's loving Christ. The motivation of our lives should be about God. It's, it's about eternal or earthly things. Well, of course, it has to be about eternal. Is it about timeless things or temporal things? Of course, it should be about timeless things. It's about the next life or now. Well, of course, it should be about living this life for the next life. And then he goes to verse 13. He says, Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, and he himself tempts no one. But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desires. Then desire, when it is conceived, gives birth to sin, and when it is fully grown, brings forth death. Do you notice the process that happens? The evil is not happening outside of me. Yes, there is evil outside of me. But the greatest evil right now is happening within me. My evil desires in my heart. It happens deep within. And then what happens is that I get lured, as this version says, ESV version says, that's where your mind gets dragged away. And then it says, not only are you lured, but you're enticed. Your emotions, your affections are enticed. So your evil desire is the beginning, the genesis of this. Your mind gets dragged away. Your emotions and affections are enticed. And then sin is born out of your will. You sin in thought. You sin in word. You sin in attitude. And, and sin eventually leads to brokenness and death. So the progression of a temptation is that it starts from deep within and it moves outward. I want you to think about this, that every circumstance that you deal with is either a trial to grow your faith or a temptation which is going to hinder your faith. If you remember that James began by saying that these temptations, we could have this fundamental approach of joy because of the foundational assurance that we know that God is sovereign and, and this filtering and purifying process of letting God work in my life and I submit to his plan. Now, when I do that and I go vertically, guess what happens? God works in my life. But when I turn inward to myself, to my own wisdom, to my own strength, to my own ability, it becomes something that is going to hinder my faith in Christ and hinder my walk. So today, as you deal with the temptations that come at you, what is coming out of you? Where are you going? Are you going vertically or are you going internally? I pray that you're going upward towards God. Blessings. This has been Lessons for Life with James Long Jr. We hope you've been blessed. For more information, go to jameslongjr.org.